On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Loud Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian, hanging out with my very new co-host, Kyler out of Northern California, and we are hanging out with Bobby from the band Saliva. Here we go. I gotta find the button. Here we go. Okay. Oh no! Oh boy! Ah, here it comes! The motherfucking loud spot! All right, before we get the show started, I do want to remind everyone to please subscribe to our YouTube channel and check us out on all podcasting platforms, wherever you find your podcast. We're fucking there everywhere. All right, Bobby, man. Is that how you say your last name? Amaru? That's Amaru? it. That's all it. right. See, I, I know how to read. I'm phonetically you, not well, challenged anymore. You, it's, I would say uh, about- Clap it out. <laughs> three, out of, uh, three out of 50 get it right, you know? So you're well, doing what, good. Well, what they say, I don't even know how she would say that. Amaru? How am are you? It's uh, <laughs> a lot of people say Amaru or Amaru or um, I'm like, man, it, it's like it's Amaru. Like, you know. Yeah, I know. And I said it right. <laughs> right. So you were recently, uh, I think you were in Chickasha, Oklahoma. Yeah, man. A, a good friend. Are you guys near there? I, dude, so check this out, bro. Check this out. I actually was working in Chickasha, staying at a hotel down there. Because I, I live in Oklahoma City, which is right near there. Yeah. And I was working in Chickasha at a hotel. And I saw Saliva, Nine Left Dead, um, and another band like on this little like roster thing. It was, it was on a weekend. And I'm married with kids. And so on the weekends, yeah. it's like, my wife's like, you ain't fucking going nowhere, dude. <laughs> You're staying here. Uh, so I I was, except for she's, not happy. she's actually pretty nice. To me about it. Well, man, I know. <laughs> It. <laughs> yeah so so i couldn't make the show bro but how was chickasha how did you guys even wind up in chickasha like, not oklahoma city not tulsa but like chickasha um honestly man there's a guy there named fred mcnatt he's the dude he's he's bringing music there he opened a venue called legends he's got an outdoor facility too um and he just built a brand new uh building that um, the last time we were there, we played in indoors. We've played outdoor for him and indoor. Um, and the indoor, it's like a hard rock cafe, dude. It's like you go in there. He's got all this crazy ass memorabilia, like El like old Elvis stuff and like Kiss shit and like just stuff everywhere that he's collected through the years. Um, it, it's and it's an up and coming spot. Great stage, great sound, great lighting. Um, Shit, man. You know, he's ready to he's ready to spend money and and get more acts in there. I know he's had like Blackstone Cherry and, you know, his Candle Box and he's had some other bands. But but I think that he's going to have the new hot spot in, in that market, you know, for for bands. Where have I been sleeping, dude? Because I'm, I'm sleeping on this shit, dude. Like, that's so crazy. It's like Chicken Shade's literally like 30 minutes from where I live. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know. What that a cool name, name too. Chicken Shade. Like where are you gonna go, Chickasha? Well, but the way it's spelled is Chickasha. Chickasha, Chickasha. 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 People say also. Right, right. 
I made that I mistake. love it. What up, Chickasha? Let's go. It's- <laughs> <laughs> oh, they don't like that probably when you're down there. They did. They're proud of their names here because they're right. all like it's all like a bunch of native names in Oklahoma. You know. Right. Yeah. Lot, I'm from California originally. When I first moved here, it was hard for me to get these names right just because the way everything's spelled. It's just I was. I'm used to like California where everything's like Spanish. You come to Oklahoma and everything's Native American. Florida is, 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 there's a lot of Spanish in Florida too, you know, where I live and, and especially South Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, man, it's crazy. I was, I was, um, I was in Vegas the past few days. My wife and I were out there for a, her friend's weddings, uh, at the chapel. I've never been to a chapel wedding before. And I thought, Those are that, awesome. well, see, I thought that people, they just, they go to this little chapel house and like Elvis comes out and like marries you and shit, but there was no Elvis. So I'm like, I'm like, wait, I flew all the way to Las Vegas and didn't get to see Elvis marry your friends. I got a button for that. Yeah. Elvis has disappeared. Right. <laughs> If you go to Vegas, you go to a chapel wedding, you definitely want to see it. You get the full experience. If there's no Elvis, there's no full experience, I feel. That's that's I what I was thinking. So I didn't get that. No, uh, I want to redo it. Say so you want to say, say you want to read. When they said it's anyone can test, you should have been me. I need <laughs> Elvis here. <laughs> and you guys aren't getting married without Elvis. Yeah, dude. I if if her, you know, when we renew our vows eventually, man, Elvis is definitely gonna fucking be there. You yes, got, oh, that's right. You guys, are, wait, did you say you guys renewed your vows? No, no, no. When? When, oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. When we do eventually, El showing up. Yeah, he you has know. to show up. Okay, I want to go to your new single. I think, I don't know if it's your newest one or one you high on me. Is that song about opioid addiction or just addiction in general? In general, well, I mean, you could say opioid for sure because you know, uh. Are you high on the pills you take? That kind of thing. I've I've had a lot of friends um, die, OD, you know, and and from all all sorts of things. You know, I, I could go back to you know twenty years ago having friends, you know, OD on Roxy's were the big thing, or Oxy's and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't matter how they would take it; they'd snort it or pill or swallow. It didn't matter, you know. Had people die on that stuff. Um, you know, these days, obviously, fentanyl is like the the big killer, and and uh, I like to write real shit. I like to write real life stuff, and you know, that's kind of about a song about a girl that you know I you know dated once who just had a lot of issues and couldn't figure it out, and tried to help her. And sometimes you can't help people, you know, no matter how you try. Um, but she's you know good now, and um, it's interesting because we just we just had the video shot for that song. Yay! And, uh, we had the video done, and like. You know, I'm not trying to give it away, but but it's like a, a long friend of mine we got to cast in the video, and she had a severe opioid addiction for many years and was in rehab in and out a lot. And I was like, she's going to be perfect for this video. Yeah. So I wanted to get somebody who actually has been there and done that. So when they're reliving the stuff that we're, we're, they're getting, the director was getting, it was going to be real shit. It wasn't going to be someone just acting like, you know, um, and so, and she killed it, man. I, we saw the, the cut and we were like, holy fuck. Like you, you, like you're, you should be famous. Like, I can't believe you, you did this so well. Well, she knows she knew how to, how to act obviously because she's, she's lived it before. You know, and it's right. You know, whenever you think 
And it's so sad. It, it feels like, I feel like every generation has like a new drug. Like it was, you know, when I was in high school um, and Kyle and I are, you know, the same age, I think, uh, was it, was it? Oxford? You're older. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am older. Was, was no, no, wait, hold on. Don't put me there. <laughs> was it? What what was it? Was it uh uh ecstasy was was big back then? Ecstasy you know? was huge. Yeah. Ecstasy was huge. Yeah. yeah. Ecstasy and, and coke. It was ecstasy and coke. Right. Like, that was I, a big thing. I graduated in 01, 2001. Oh, so that, I was yeah, 02. That was the big shit then, man. That was yeah. the stuff everybody was doing and um yeah. you know but but it's it's crazy how how you know as now look where we're at and, and how many things have come in waves, you know, and, and well, just, now they and, don't have like, ecstasy. They have Molly. And like, right. we didn't have Molly back then, you know, that wasn't like, I don't know. It was ecstasy, the pills, triple stacks. Remember? <laughs> like, no, I, never, I never did. So I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. I have friends that did them though, for sure. Yeah. I think we all have, have we've all lost people. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy because that's, that's one of the, you know, if not one of the, um, you know, the things that we deal with, you know, um, here, it's just so many people, you know, hooked on this stuff and dying. And, you know, I lost one of my best friends six months ago, seven months ago, a guy I've known since 2004, who was a great songwriter, great musician. And, you know, he did like, America's Got Talent, did The Voice and did all this shit, man. He was super talented, but he was hooked on the, the wrong shit, man. And and it finally, you know, it it's hard to win that battle for sure. It's very, very hard. And every generation, you know, it has its, uh, new drugs develop. And like fentanyl was not a thing, I don't think, until recently. But it like blew yeah. up where people I know that are my age and older are doing fentanyl. And, and that shit will really fuck your life up man like i would never even i don't even try new drugs anymore dude like i'm like nah i'm good because you don't want to get hooked on you don't want to get hooked on that stuff it ruins people's lives you know it must be hard to and, and maybe not for you you're you're a singer songwriter that takes a lot of talent because you would assume singing for as long as you have in writing songs you almost run out of shit to sing about um but as life happens i guess you just get more motivation right yeah. Or, I mean, you just, you think about your life and, you know, I just think about, you know, I'm 39 and I've seen a lot of shit. I've been through a lot of shit. And I think that you, you can always find something to write about yeah. and you can, you can take other people's um, things that, you know, you have a friend that's dealt with some stuff. Maybe you haven't gone through it, but from an outside, outside looking in um, that's, you, know, you can kind of write in third, you know, third person, you know, from, from that perspective. And That's I just try to write. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. Good. I, I was just, well, saying, no. I was just oh, there I go again. Sorry. Write lyrics that actually um, can connect with the listener. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's, that's what it's all about. It doesn't matter if it's about, you know, it could be about addiction. It could be about, you know, broken relationship. It can be about, fucking the Jetsons. I mean, whatever. I mean, you can, it's, it's all on, is it honest and is it real? To, is that person going to connect with it? You know, mm. go ahead, Kyler. No, that's why when I heard your song the first time, I am not an addict. I've never done any of that, but I am currently dealing with a brother that is hooked on fentanyl and heroin. 
And yeah. when I listened to your song, it was just like, it hit. I mean, it was just on point and it's beautifully written. And I mean, just the words are just on point. It's amazing. It's a really, really good song. Right. And I think music is expression. I mean, people who, who have their addictions and have things, they still love music. They're still connected through yeah. music. And, you know, I feel like, you know, if I write a song like that, if it can, if it connects with one person, I mean, then that's, that means more to me than anything else. And, and, um, you know, we don't write, I don't write lyrics. I don't write music to fucking sell 10 million records. It just doesn't, that's not it. It's, it's writing music that people can relate to and, and, um, find something in it that, that, you know, expression. And, uh, I think that takes, yeah, that's why I keep doing it. That takes talent. It takes a true artist to be able to do something like that. I, I, it's hard for me to see things in a, as a third person sometimes, but you know, that that's artwork, man. And, and you've perfected your trade. I do want to talk a little bit. I want to kind of move on a little bit. We are going to play your song. I want to talk about Blue Ridge Rock Festival. I, I think you guys played there. Was that pretty? Was that pretty? I've never been to Blue Ridge. Is it a pretty fun show to, to play in front of a bunch of people? It's amazing, man. Yeah. You know, we've been, we've been blessed and fortunate enough. Um, you know, the band through the years, you know, before me, the band did a lot of big shit, WrestleMania and stuff that like, you know, people dream of doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and when I got in the band, you know, 2011 and, you know, we kind of had to start grinding again, kind of figure out, you know, what worked and what didn't work. And we went through a lot of shit and went through a lot of, you know, um, you got to climb the mountain almost all over again. And but we've done a lot of really cool festivals and a lot of really cool shows. So some very memorable ones, but Blue Ridge was, was an awesome time. Um, you know, and, and John's a, uh, you know, I like him. He's a good promoter and he, mm -hmm. you know, he brings, he brings the biggest bands imaginable to a very, very small market, you know, in the middle of nowhere. And when people do that, I think that's awesome, man. It's great. Those are the best. Yeah. What was it like? Those are the best. You toured with the Wake at Last, is that right? Yeah, they were um they were just with us in December. Yeah, but they they didn't they weren't here in Oklahoma though, right? They were just recently, you've recently played with them. That band's fucking awesome too, man. They've been on the show. Aren't they like from like North Dakota or like some state that you would not expect a rock band to come from? They're like, from They're from Delaware. Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Delaware. Who the fuck from Delaware, right? The only reason I know that is because I fucking remember everything. <laughs> Not just that. Um, I remember talking with the guitar player uh, and I was like, so aren't you guys from like DC or something? And he goes, no, we're from Delaware. And I'm, and I'm like, who the fuck lives in Delaware? Like, that's <laughs> what I mean. like who lives in Delaware? Uh oh, he cut out a second. There you go. There you I, go. Delaware. I don't think I've ever even been to Delaware. So, but do it, you know. So, hey, your your phone's cutting out, or your your Wi-Fi's cutting out just a little bit. So, what we're gonna do is we're gonna play your song "High on Me" right now. We're gonna try something new. I'm gonna try to do this right. We're gonna say we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with a new song "High on Me" by Saliva. American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal... 
you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. There he is. All right, man. That is a good song, huh? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, we fucking wrote it, dude. It better be good. 
Oh, oh, I muted Kyler here. Let me unmute her for a second. Here we go. All right, you're Thanks. Unmuted. Look, you're done, Kyler. <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> Canceled. Dude, what's crazy is you said you joined the band, what, 2011 or 12? What was it? Yeah, well, so I got in in November of 2011, but my first show with the band was uh, February 2012. Isn't it crazy how time flies, bro? Like, yeah, like I, I swear, yeah. like I moved to Oklahoma in 2000. I'm from, I'm from the Bay area. I moved here in 2006. I felt like I, I just moved here. Like it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. I can only imagine what, like it still feels new kind of, even though it's not, it's old as fuck now, dude. You're like, you've been in the band like a long ass time. Yeah. It, it feels like 20 years, I guess. <laughs> oh, it does. That feels long. It feels like a long time to you. Well, especially like, you know, when I got in the band, I was still 27 or, or maybe, or, and, and now I'm, I'm like, fuck dude. I'm like growing gray grays in my, in my, you know, what, you know and, Hey, you know what? Fuck. Fuck. Uh, yeah. you, man. <laughs> that, is like, not cool. that is not cool, man. I'm like, I don't know if I don't know if Sturgis every year has just fucking been great for my my health, but <laughs> hey, you, know, you, know what is good, you know what is good for your health? Getting on stage and rocking the fuck out. That's right. good for your health. That's fucking cardio, bro. Hey, you know I get my car. I don't need the gym. I'm in a fucking rock band, dude. Fuck you. That's what I would tell yeah. everyone. I have it's been it's been good to get back and play shows and do do this because COVID was like shrinking my shirts and shrinking my clothes. So, <laughs> uh, you know, all new, all new wardrobe. Hey, at least you didn't lose any hair over it. You know, that's all. Yeah, very little gray, dude. And I, I, I found like one gray hair one day in my beard, and like a week later, like it was half gray. And I was like, "What the fuck?" That's what happened. You, you pull it out. It's like done. You know, it's yeah. It's take one over. out. Three more grow. <laughs> it's it's yeah. like you see if you shave it, grows in thicker, which is not true. But if you pluck a gray beard, five more grow back. That probably is true. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it? I want to ask about the band success. So you know, back in back in the day when Slide first came out, obviously they had that song "Click Click Boom" that was super big. Is it as hard or difficult to reach? Like the because I listen to Octane and the radio a lot, and I haven't heard a lot of saliva. Is it hard to to reach that level of fame, or because you guys still have a shit ton of monthly listeners on Spotify? But is it hard to get back on the radio? Like, what's the deal with that? I guess I would say that a lot of that has to do with poor choices and what we were doing um, in the past, like you know, eleven, twelve years. Um, you know, we thought we would try to you know, we put records out, mind you, we like, we're going into year five that we haven't even put a record out. Like, which is crazy. Like we released a record, our last record in 2018, like, wow. like, you know, new material. So, uh, you know, Octane, we wanted to get back in, in the, you know, into that, um, format and groove and, Mm -hmm. uh so crows we we took crows to radio last year and octane like played it and it was awesome and um kind of reintroducing the band back to the back to octane again and um yeah. you know they supported the band for a long time good deal and it, it's not it's not them as to why we weren't being played it was it was us really we weren't we weren't doing taking the right steps and the right approach um you know we were we felt like, why don't we just do 
you know, let's not really do labels and all that stuff and mm. maybe just do distribution, simple distribution and just, you know, sell to our core fans. The thing is, is when you start doing that, you kind of limit yourself because yeah. Yeah. you want to gain, you, you want to grow your audience and you want to, you know, the, and especially with the internet these days, it's so, it's just so fast, you know, you got to like, you got to keep people's attention, you know, even if it's for, you know, three minutes. So we wanted to kind of re, re, um, regroup and during COVID was kind of when we thought, let's start writing some stuff, but let's just think outside the box, you know, because I think what we were doing was we're kind of staying in this like saliva mm -hmm. bubble. Right. And, um, we're like, we really want, you know, we started asking, you know, Wayne and Brad and, and me, we're like, what our influences are. And you find out like, you know, Wayne's into like ministry and like Merritt Manson and nine inch nails and all this industrial stuff. And I'm like, why are we not like adding that kind those kind of elements to, to the music? Like, Mark. so there's a lot of that on this record and of, of really just dissecting the influences of, of each of us. Um, you know, it, 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 what bothers me at, at just at individually as a, as a person is I, I don't like how the world is moving so fast, especially when it comes to music, you know, back in the day when I was like, we were in high school at the same time. Cause we graduated 2001, you know, uh, the Papa Roach came out with uh, last last uh, last I think last resort came out like in the year 2000 or 2001. Uh, they're actually from my hometown of Vacaville, California, and that's that 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 Infest album was uh, that 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 lasted you know months. And now it's like you have a song if you don't come up with the song like another 30 days later, it's like they, the music industry's almost forgotten about you or the radio does anyways because they're they're always picking up new stuff. And I. I Personally, don't like how fast you have to just come out with things. I think when a song comes out, it should be played for several months. Let you know constantly. Let people enjoy it, and then and then come out with another song. I, does it put pressure on you living in a fast, uh, fast paced like maybe TikTok world like that as a songwriter? Yeah, I mean, there's just so much more competition now, and now everybody has a platform. You know, I my neighbor could start a band tomorrow and literally just start using fucking TikTok and everything else. And that's just adding another band to, and he's never written a song in his life and doesn't know how to sing or, you know, there's all that shit that, that goes in, involved too. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of, a lot of the mystique that used to be part of rock and roll. It's, it's hard. It's not the same anymore. And, you know, speaking of like Papa Roach, a band like that, I remember it was 2000 Mm -hmm. because it was it was right before uh summer break um i was a junior and i was going to be a senior and you know but i remember they came to jacksonville and they opened for a, a local band here and there was like a hundred people there it was like nobody there and nobody knew papa roach was but i got there you remember back then you would get the little sample cd and it yeah. Had, yeah. Yeah, had like, dude, it was either a sample CD or a sample. It could have even been a sample cassette back then. It, it was either or. Yeah. I remember getting like some cassette stuff at like Ausfest 98 and shit, which was the best <laughs> Ausfest ever. I got Lincoln Park's uh, 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 cassette tape when, yeah. they, when they first came out with whatever songs they fucking had. I forgot the names of them now. But anyways, okay, go ahead with your story. But <laughs> so they played here. This is the power of, remember, keep in mind, MTV was really big then still. Yep. MTV was, you know, radio was killing, but MTV really could break, could break you overnight. Um, yeah. Papa Roach was here. 
and it was like then they opened for this band local band here there's like nobody there and i remember thinking man this band's awesome got the sample cd it was last resort and uh what was the song that's so Dead Cell, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the, That was it. That was on the sampler, and it was like Streetwise or whatever it was. The fucking the the thing. Um, and then I remember listening to Last Resort, like walking to school and shit. And I probably played that song out then. Cut my you know, life into pieces. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> yeah. hundred times, whatever. It was that fucking good and that effective. I was not. I was not like depressed. I was not. You know, it, you know, lyrically, it it just whatever he was saying connected with me. Yeah, right. Like on. connected with everybody else that still hears that song to this day. It's fucking timeless, man. You don't have to be a depressed person to like the song, to yeah. lo- to love the song. Even though he was, he I think he wrote written the song about a friend of his that was going through some stuff. Um, but then fast forward like two or three months later, the songs on MTV. They come back to Jacksonville, mm-hmm. headlining plush, 2,000 people sold out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, that's so cool. Like overnight, man. You Dude, know, I, I, I remember hearing that song before it was even like famous. They used to play at a little community center I used to go to. And Jacoby used to come out in like a dress. And it was just crazy then to see them grow like that, man. I do want to ask, did you recently have a have a child? Uh, baby girl, I have three three kids. So, oh, congratulations! My, my son is fifteen. My my uh, my little angel boo daughter is eleven, and my uh, little little t- tiny angel boo is uh, six months, six and a half months. Oh, you have a baby, baby! Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. I do want to remind everyone today is Friday the thirteenth. We are airing this on Monday, the I guess the sixteenth. But it is Friday the 13th. It hasn't been a bad Friday the 13th, though. It's been kind of a lucky day for me. And, hell, we got Bobby on the show from Saliva. Dude, thank you so much for coming here. My last question for you, then I'm going to ask Kyler. I'm going to put her on the spot and see if she has a last question, since it is her first episode with us on the loud spot. My last question for you, Bobby, is, is have you ever thought about going by Bob? Just like Bob. <laughs> the singer from well, Saliva, his name is Bob. So, my wife, my wife calls me Robert. She's the only person on the planet. <laughs> Your government name. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I. I still don't understand why. She says it's because that's your name. I'm like nobody calls me that. Nobody. Well, Bob, they won't call you Bob. So, Bob, I'm sure I'm headed there. Yeah. Well, the, oh, no, you can't. Well, you can't. As long as you're in a band, you can't. You can't be like the singer of saliva, Bob. You can't. Right. Do that. You can be like, so hey, Bob, what do you think about the play-by-play? You could do that, but you can't say Bob, the rock star singer of Salavic. Bobby fits. Bobby. Bobby. Bobby's good, yeah. But like Bob, yeah. I feel like though, hit me up in ten years, and we'll see if I'm a Bob yet. I'm, I'm getting there. You know? If I'm still podcasting in ten years, I will hit you up, and I will just say, "What's up, Bob?" That's <laughs> right. Come on, come on the show. Hey, I've, I've been called way worse, so it's all good. Kyler, do you have any last questions on your first episode? I'm putting you on the spot here. I know. Yeah. No, because my son. So my son's like, oh, my God, Mom, you're going to meet famous people. He's like, tell me, what do they do when they're at home? And I'm like, what? Okay, so my son wants to know, what does a famous person do when they're at home? You're not on stage. You're not being a rock star. What do you do? So I can tell him. He's so excited to hear. Um, What is a night with Bob? Just normal stuff. 
like, okay, you, it's Friday the 13th. I'm going to go, yeah. me and my kids are going to go watch probably Friday the 13th part six or part seven or something. You know, I, I don't know. We're, you know, I like to do a lot of family stuff. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, I love to do like, that's, that's kind of my thing is doing stuff with them, you know, let, you know, they, they play, you know, instruments and stuff too. And, and sing and do they I'm come always, to your shows do you include them yeah. in your music life and your home life yeah they do they come to shows when we're nearby and um, oh that's cool you know we we uh i try to spend as much time with with family as i can i'm, I'm sober i've been sober four and a half years and congratulations and i like to you know i devote all my all my time to them to my family and um but yeah like we don't it's it's cold here tonight in Jacksonville, so and staying. We're celebrating the Jaguars right now, so we're gonna go. Um, you know, oh. going to the game tomorrow. Hopefully, we can uh, whoop whoop up on some Chargers. But you know, we're in the playoffs, we're stoked about that here in Jackson. Wait, wait, what? The, wait, the, are they? Is, are they? They're playing. They're not playing tonight. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow. Oh yeah. Oh, they're playing on Saturday. It's a playoff game, right? Saturday, yeah. Wild oh, they're card. doing the Saturday thing now. They just implement that not that long ago, I think, right, with the playoffs yeah. on the Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not a huge Jacksonville Jaguar fan, but I, I'll, I'll lie to your face and tell you I fucking love them, man. <laughs> I'm a Cowboy fan. Go down. Oh, fuck that, dude. Fuck the dude. I'd rather be a Jacksonville fan than a Cowboy. Right. We're America's team. Okay. Quiet. I, I'm a Niners fan, so I don't like the, I like the Chiefs. Anyways. That's all the time we got, Bobby. Can you please stay right there till after the outro song plays, if you don't mind? Yeah, man. Okay. That's all the time we got. I do want to thank everyone for listening to The Loud Spot. Kyler's first show. Congratulations. Good job. And, Bobby, thank you. That's all the time we got. Peace out. Rock on. And much love. This is The Loud Spot outro by Nothing Short of Tragic. Is this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this the loud spot with Sebastian? Yes. Does nothing short of tragic have us back again? Yes. Does anything that good really have to end? Yes. A pin post has to pin show so to get more episodes, make an order, this is over. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house. The happy family. The money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. 
Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.